1: Welcome to the second episode of Just Push Play, a music podcast. Today's guests are Anastasia Grace and Maximilian Haunt from the band The Haunt. Thank you guys for joining me today.
0: Hi, thank you for having us. So, you're
1: uh, fairly new to the game. I mean, you've been around for a couple of years, but... um, it it seems like things are really amping up for you right now. Um, you had a self-titled EP in 2018 um, with uh, the anti-bullying mini-movie music video uh, for All Went Black, and um, that pretty much introduced you to the world. So uh, tell us about uh, how the band formed, and we'll go from there.
0: Um, okay, so... Yeah, um, last year we put out uh, the EP. Um, obviously, it was led by that single for "All Went Black," um, two other <clears throat> two other singles, two other singles with music videos, and then a fourth single actually came with that EP. Um, but that EP was the culmination of work that we had done for the past four years beforehand. "All Went Black" was actually written when Anna was twelve, um, being bullied through middle school, and it was a uh, when we were making the music video, we decided that since she voted in that time period, we wanted to uh tap into those feelings and become a type of uh voice for that cause. And so um we definitely that, that was that was where we were headed on that first EP with uh with All In Black. Um how we formed though was Anna was about nine <laughs> um and she we discovered that she could like actually sing not just like little girl cute sing. And (laughs) when that, uh, (laughs) when we figured that out, my parents like immediately put her in singing lessons because they've always been super supportive of our creativity and stuff like that. Um, they've had us in piano since we were like really young, uh, probably around five years old each. And then, uh, so when that, when we discovered that she could sing, um, we put her in some vocal lessons and then um, at all of her recitals and she would perform at some open mics and she would make me sit on the stage and not (laughs) look at her. And I wasn't playing an instrument at all yet. I was just sitting there next to her for moral support. (laughs) Um, And I wasn't allowed to look at her. Um, And eventually I got kind of sick of that. So (laughs) I decided that I needed to play an instrument with her if I was going to be there for moral support. So first it was piano, and then I started taking guitar, and quickly that became my main instrument. And uh, that's the story of how The Haunt, originally Anastasia Max, started.
1: (laughs) That's kind of funny. Um, You know, just like (laughs) sitting with your back turned on stage with people looking at you, obviously. It must have been awkward for you. But probably (laughs) for Anastasia. Uh, but probably for you too Anastasia. because I mean you're up there and and you're singing I mean probably less for you but um you know it to have moral support but knowing that you know he can't look at you too that must have been
0: kind of weird, <laughs> weird also <laughs> but um yeah she preferred it that <laughs> way because she was very shy she was just uh and she still is that's why I'm telling the story
1: <laughs> yeah well, well, that's fine. I mean, but you know, I was doing some research on on um, you guys, and I, you know, it said basically that Billie Holiday was like flowing out of the bedroom at four years old, and and you're um, compared to a lot of uh, singers and songwriters from like the '80s, like Susie Sue from, you know, <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, and.
1: And, you know, so, so where did that begin? Where, you know, where did your influence, influences come from? Was it just something that you heard that you were enthralled by or
0: have you always loved music? When you first heard the old blues music and stuff like that, that was like. Yeah, I would always ask my mom to put it on. She would ask my mom to play, uh, well, our mom. (laughs) She she would ask our mom to put on a. like the the music that sounds like Christmas, and, and it was were, all like Billie Holiday, and Etta James, and Ella Fitzgerald, and all of those. And then she discovered more modern ones like like Amy Winehouse and stuff like that, and you know, that was that was definitely so, a huge part of her influence.
1: Yeah, so I mean, that that's an awful young age to. <laughs> <laughs> to be, like, so enthralled by jazz music. I don't know. I mean, I didn't get into it until, like, my 20s. <laughs> so so <being laughs> yeah, before you're, you're, there's definitely an old
0: soul in there so, somewhere. Exactly. That's what we always say. We always say it's the uh, old soul of uh, of an old, old singer trapped in a 16-year-old girl's body.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so recently you just um, put out two singles, and videos it's part of a trilogy. Um, the first one, Why Are You So Cold? and Cigarettes and Feelings, um, which you call your first happy song. And um, the videos feature um, Alfonso the alien and a love triangle. So so tell us where you came up with, with the concept. <laughs>
0: um, that's a loaded question. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah. That's really a loaded question. <laughs> we uh you know okay, so the whole alien concept, because why are you so cold, um, Alfonso's not in it. Um but his he, hands are in it. Okay. His hands are in it. But he uh Anna gets abducted in that video and uh the two songs that have the alien theme running through them actually came from the fact that our um rehearsal space um is space number 51 and space number 51 always stuck out to us because before the meme, we were big into, uh, area 51 conspiracies and things like that. And how, um, you know, we've always, we've always just been big into that kind of thing. And, um, and, uh, sorry. (laughs) So
1: that's where it comes Uh, from. So that's, that that's great, but um, the latest "Cigarettes and Feelings," like I, I mentioned before, it, you described it as your first happy song, and and it um, elaborates a little bit on on the little love triangle between Anna and and the alien and and this new guy who who comes into the the fray. So um.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. But, that that just came out. Of,
0: you know, we got a couple creative minds on this side doing yeah. some weird doing some weird shit. <laughs>
1: so uh when's the next single coming out and uh do you have the name of the song or, or video at this point?
0: We are not talking about it yet. We are trying to focus okay. on figures and feelings, pushing it and uh but as soon as it... but as there, are as, that there are things there a lot of things in the works a lot right now. That are <laughs> and uh I promise you, you'll be one of the first people to know. All
1: right. <laughs> so you're working. You're also working on a new EP in, for 2020. Um, how many songs do you have um, on top for that?
0: We have five, um, but I believe there will probably be more.
1: So who do you have producing the um, EP?
0: Uh, the songs were produced by Matt Good. Um he's known for doing uh recently doing a couple acts such as uh Acting Alexandria's, uh to, well their last record and the new one that's on its way out right now. The singles are being released for it. Also, uh he did Sleeping with Sirens last record, which is charting all over the rock charts right now. Um so congratulations to those guys. <laughs> and he uh also back earlier in his career and I mean he's still in this group um, he's still one of the original members of From First to Last which was a group formed with uh, Skrillex as the lead
1: mm-hmm.
0: before Skrillex was Skrillex
1: <laughs> so um, the the first thing, single for this trilogy um, basically has a message in regards to social media can you uh, elaborate on that a little bit
0: well, when I was writing the song, um, it kind of felt as if there was a, uh, a que- if if you were able to ask a question as a complete outsider from social media, from the way that we observe the world today through this weird lens of what would look the best or what what uh, what displays my image the best way. Um, what what the world would be like right now because we're not only facing unique issues right now that we've never faced in our world before but we're facing them under the lens of how everyone frames every issue and I think that that creates this social dissonance where people feel very shut off from one another and it's rare that people have like genuine connections with anyone besides their closest friends or family and so um this song was kind of asked from an outsider's perspective, which later became an alien, Alfonso, um, why are you so cold? And it was kind of aimed at the entire human race. Um, And I think it also applies into the next music videos concept of a love triangle and things like that. I think people um, right now are very shut off to what they are actually feeling and more in touch with what they are trying to invoke others to feel with some made up, Fake image, and not caring enough about themselves and their feelings and the feelings of the people around them.
1: Yes, and, and having to do with instant gratification and and obsession with themselves and and things like that. That's how. That's what I got out of it too. Like it, it's exactly. just like, it's just like posting a video on YouTube. Your people are always consumed with the amount of numbers that the the video is getting when in reality if if you look back at like bands from like the before, prior to youtube they didn't know how you know how widely received they were because it only they only relied on how many times their album was being played on the radio or how many times mtv played it they didn't actually see the numbers so you know when people see numbers that they don't aren't quite that impressed
0: with their, you know, they get like obsessed over worthlessness of themselves based on Mm -hmm. numbers that are just don't matter at all. Right. Right. You know, when in fact it's basically nobody's life would change unless you're someone who makes money, all their money on social media, you know? Yeah. And so we spend so much time obsessed with ourselves and obsessed with these fake images of ourselves that literally don't matter at all.
1: So the the second the latest um single and video cigarettes and feelings was co-written with Christian uh, Medici and he uh he did work with like Pink and Lovely and uh how did that uh union come to to play? How did that happen?
0: It came to fruition through some um old uh older management and uh we uh, you know when we got when we got in the studio with him it was it was a great experience we it, everything just flowed so smoothly um we were really vibing off of each other's ideas and the song was done within one day so it was definitely wow. the smoothest recording experience we've ever had <laughs> it was just That's one two great. three yeah
1: <laughs> and uh, you, know, you talk recently talk opened for Lovely the band too right we did yeah we
0: did we opened for them how uh, was their, that experience uh, it was great. Yeah, they they were awesome. Um, it was just one show that we opened for them. Um, actually, here in South Florida, we opened for them at the Culture Room, and uh, that was awesome because it was it's it's great playing shows in your hometown, especially on the bigger stage like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, how did you meet uh, the other band members,
0: Nick and Nat? Um, Nat has been around since the beginning of our band. Nat was actually when me and Anna first started playing music together, she was the one who suggested that I sing in the group as well. Um, She heard me singing upstairs. She was my mom's close friend. Yeah, our mom's closest friend. She was also helping, like being our manager, kind of, for a while. Yeah, she was our internal manager for for pretty much all the time leading up to when she became the bassist, and she still does a lot of those jobs. Um, But now, obviously, her main job is playing music with us. We had a other members in the band beforehand. But uh, when things got complicated, she came with us on tour with Palais Royale. Um, and after an experience like that, you know, it's hard to go back. <laughs> it's hard to go yeah. to uh, to go back to how things were before. And I think she wanted to remain our bassist. And it was clear that we've always wanted her to be our bassist. So it was pretty pretty smooth transition. And as far as Mick, we actually met him locally. He was playing in a uh, band that existed before us that he was in, and um, he, well, a band that existed before he was in our group, um, and uh, he came to a bunch of our shows around the South Florida area and really, really liked our music, and again, things got complicated with our old members, and he knew all the parts, and things fell perfectly into place, and now we have the strongest group that we've had in this band for the entirety of its existence.
1: So, like you mentioned, you went on a global tour with Palais Royal, and um, was this your first experience going on a on a U.S. and and then an
0: international tour? Well, it was definitely our first experience internationally, and it was our first tour playing sold out venues like that, um, even nationally. We we did two U.S. tours before, um, before the Palais tours, but we uh, on the uh, with Palais we did. Europe twice, and we did the U.S. and Canada. And I mean, we can't thank them enough for that opportunity. That was those guys are fucking awesome, and
1: love them. Yeah,
0: we we love them, and we loved every yeah. It second it, it seemed sport. like a good
1: fit. So, um, what were your favorite cities to play in? Well, in America,
0: and yeah, are you talking about well, a- you anywhere like, throughout, throughout the world? Um... Uh. <laughs> Paris. Yeah, definitely Paris, Amsterdam. Paris, Amsterdam. Yeah. England, like London. London. Dallas. They were all yeah, it's it really hard to pick. start
1: naming the whole. Tour. Yeah, we're
0: just gonna name every show on the tour if you don't mind. I'll get someone else <laughs> out. But <laughs> it's it was an incredible experience because the fans that show up for Palais are so energized that. It, it's it's really difficult to get in front of audiences like that. So we're so grateful that they allowed us to the opportunity to go with them um, and get that type of exposure. They uh, those those fans are are amazing. It doesn't <laughs> so,
1: matter what, um, you're there. <laughs> what lessons did you learn for the next international tour? Because I'm I'm sure there were a few that you learned. I mean, every time that I know that a band is going internationally, they have like a whole list of of things that they they need to do in in order to you know make it go as smoothly as possible. Or or we well, we're,
0: were actually very fortunate. Um, I can't think of many things that didn't go the way that no, we, we have really good humans with us. So. Yeah, yeah, we have a really solid group of people with us when we go anywhere. Um, on tour um so i i the main thing i think is (laughs) there's no um like there's no hotels on the sides of roads so you have to make sure that you're like everything that you're going to do all the driving and stuff that you're going to do is you know done beforehand that's the biggest thing know how to drive on the other side yeah yeah how to drive on the other side of the road (laughs)
1: <laughs> Definitely. And make sure your your visas are up to date. <laughs> yeah,
0: of course. That wasn't an issue for us, knock on wood.
1: So um, you were hailed early on by Miami New Times uh, for Best Unknown Band. Hopefully that's changed and you're known in your area. It, it, from the way that it sounds, it, it looks like um, that's the case so and and you're getting other accolades from like Kerrang and and Rock Sound and things like that when you see your name on in in print or on in a radio interview you hear yourself what do you think is it still surreal for you guys
0: yeah i mean the print stuff is always surreal and i think that always will be surreal because you get that magazine in the mail and you're looking at it and you know you're knowing it's, other people are looking at this. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, one of the most surreal ones, obviously the most surreal one, was definitely Rock Sounds that we've gotten so far. But one of the most surreal ones I think was seeing us in the Boca magazine because it was such a it's such a thing that you see in every store in the area that we're in, and seeing us on like a centerfold there was pretty pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, and and Boca is probably known for like the the um more upper, um, like, as far as, like, upper-middle-class and upper-class sort of um, area. So to open a centerfold and see a, a band that's not quite, you know, like, not quite um, in eyesod or tacky pants, too, is probably weird. Too, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, we're
0: definitely trying to, trying to move our city away from that as much as we can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got lots of edgy people though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so in coming dates, uh do you have any plans that you can uh tell the listeners about? Or well, is I mean, it just, just be, as
0: in Florida we have we have a few Florida dates coming up over the next uh over the next uh month? Uh, they're on our and, Instagram. You can check them out if you want to.
1: And where can people find information on your band?
0: Well, our main form of social media is Instagram, but we usually tweet everything and Facebook everything as well. And we do have a uh, website, com. Okay.
1: And in closing, anything that you would like to um, tell your followers or my listeners?
0: Um, listen to Cigarettes and Gears.
1: Yeah, listen to our music.
0: Yeah, it's, I think I think you guys will like it. It's you know, it's it's, it's good <laughs> stuff. And they can find that, of course, on YouTube. Correct. On YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, tidal. You know, all, all of that. it. Just look it up; it will be there. Yeah, it's, it's there. Or there's there you.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I want to thank um, you guys for. Uh, calling in to just push play and uh, thanks for listening and we'll be closing out the show with a small clip of cigarettes and feelings by the haunt to find out more information or to find out when the next episode airs be sure to visit me on twitter at just push play pod or just push play a music podcast on facebook thanks for listening and rock steady Rainbows when I think of us, all a dream. Cigarettes and like you and me.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.